This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott. Oh, no, it's not. It's singing for you there. Oh, you're so lucky, aren't you? But the good news is, because of copyright reasons, I was not allowed to continue that song. So, no ditties for you today, I'm afraid. Anyway, it's a tech show, honestly. And with me this week, I have Tim Schwartz over there. Hello, Tim Schwartz. Hello, Stephen Scott. You know, that's not the only reason you're not allowed to continue singing. But yes, we are here. It is a tech show, and thank you. Uh, yeah, there are some other legal reasons um, yes. involved there. Uh, Sean Priest is over there. Speaking of, uh, speaking of legal reasons, I was going to say illegal, but that doesn't make, that doesn't sound good. Um, hello, Sean Priest. You've been drinking, Stephen Scott. What's going on? Hello, it's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, I think it is the apple juice that I'm drinking. I don't mean that I've blended my iPhone. Um, I'm actually just having some oh, apple juice. Clever, clever. Uh, see what I did there? Well we done. knew you were drinking the Kool-Aid, but wow. I bet it would be beautiful, though, if you did. If you bl- I'm not suggesting you should blend your iPhone. Bad idea. Stop now, Stephen. Don't do that. I remember long ago I saw a video where someone blended an iPod, and it just oh, wasn't pretty. Will it blend? A classic YouTube channel. Well done, Sam. You're showing your age. Mm. Yeah, that was back when I had vision. <laughs> yeah, weren't you so glad you had vision then? Things you enjoyed then, you know. You wasted it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Wasted it watching videos like that, right. Um, no, don't do that. I mean, I've been saying that. It could be part of a new podcast we could create called, I don't know, Tastes Like Chicken. No. Because, uh, you know, let's be honest, no. most things in life taste like chicken. <laughs> no, let's they? move on. Tech show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, we've got lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about Ira because they've gone free, or have they? Hmm. Oh. I'm not so sure, but I know Tim's excited about it. Uh, so we'll get into I that. I am, I am. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to get to that in a minute. Calm yourself. And be my eyes. We're going to talk about a completely free alternative. You know me, guys. I like things that are free. Uh, that don't cost any money. So I'm going to talk about Be My Eyes a bit. Uh, Tim's Bits is back. Mm, I think we still need to think about that name. Um, Yes, please. But uh, yes, Tim's Bits are here. On show today, we'll be learning all about browser tabs. Come on. Wow. Um, Let's move on quickly off that line. Please do. Um, And Sean, you're reviewing an app called Speak. I am, yes, because you know I am now an Android lover, an Android convert, but... There is something that I am missing, so I'm going to see if there's an app to solve it. Decent user experience, you know, regular app updates that are good. Leave it, leave it now. iOS 13. Well. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 exactly, you know, (laughs) you know. Uh, So we're going to get into all of that. Um, So yeah, lots to talk about on the show this week. Uh, Now, Tim, I believe you've got a lovely new feature on your Amazon Echo. I do, Stephen, and I'm here to tell you, this is something that's so ridiculously simple, I never knew I needed it until I had it kind of thing. You can now change Alexa's speaking rate. You can speed her up or the lesser popular slow her down, which um, (laughs) you talk about someone drinking, Sean. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Alexa just doesn't sound quite right when she's speaking slow. No, Stop saying the word, Tim. I just oh, oh, me. Why? I, t- I always do that. Yes. That's why in my house I've renamed it the computer so I don't mess that up. I know you oh. said that. You've been saying years off. Well, but then some people name it Amazon. Some people name it Echo. Oh, Boy. Stop it. What are you doing? You've gone crazy. It's starting them all off now. You've just caused nothing but carnage. Typical American. Anyway, 
Oh, don't get me started. Anyway, so you can now have her voice sped up or you can slow it down and it sounds fantastic. Speech rate. I mean, that's that's what we've always wanted because it doesn't matter. It always seems too slow, doesn't it? it So, um, of course, I tried this as soon as you told me, Tim, and it doesn't work here in the UK. (sighs) So I don't know about Canada. Maybe it's US only at the minute. So what do you say to, to do it? What are the commands you would use? You, you use the wake word, the, the, the wake word, you know, that I've already abused the, mm-hmm. like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you say the wake word mm-hmm. and then you just say, speak faster or speak slower. There's four levels of faster speed, two levels of slower speed, and it's that simple. And then if you want to reset it back to the default voice speaking rate, you just say reset speaking rate. Easy. Yeah, I like that. That is really nice. I mean, that, that's something that it, it really can do with. Um, and the thing about it is, you know, I really, I, I kind of feel this is one of those things that would be great, um, and, and should have been there for a while. However, I wish they could maybe pick up the, um, the, the time that it takes. You know, when you, you ask it sometimes and you get, it takes ages to respond. And I kind of wish they could solve that because it does feel sometimes like you say, one of the most annoying things that happens to me with the Amazon Echo is you, you say the word, you say the name, and then you ask it to do something. It doesn't do anything. It's like set an alarm. So you set an alarm for 5 a.m. and you get nothing. And you go, and you shout the name. And of course, at that point, she says, as your alarm set, you're like, ah, yes. you know, you suddenly end up with this fight with a robot. Uh, and I, I get into a real argument with her the other night. In fact, so much so I even unplugged her. That was how angry I was. <gasps> how dare yeah. you? It was oh. disgraceful behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It does, it, it is tricky though, because I mean, it's all to do with how popular it's become. Then you've got, you know, millions of people barking commands at her. That's all got to go to the server. So the server's got mm. to keep up. It's, it's tricky. Is it the internet connection? Is it Amazon's side? I, you know, but it is still impressive. I still get tingles when I use my Amazon Echo because it just, it does work really well. We're just getting spoiled. Well, I want to talk about Ira now because, um, and that's great. And actually, what we should also say is if anyone in Canada is using this, you know, try it out, see how you got on with the, the commands that Tim's mentioned there, uh, and let us know how you got on with it. You can email us feedback at ami.ca. I'll give you the phone number a bit later as well. Please do leave a message, uh, if you can and, uh, you know, let us know that it's okay to, uh, to use it. We'll give you the phone number later. So get yourself a, something to take notes with. Um, but yeah, Ira is in the news because it's gone free, and uh, I'm saying free while I'm doing air quotes, free, um, for five minutes at a time, uh, possibly a couple of times a day, but probably no more than that. Uh, and uh, this is the service, of course, we've talked about before. It's uh, something which I have to say, I'm kind of not as excited about this news as Tim is, but for a slightly different reason than you might think, because in the UK, uh, the trial for Ira that was ongoing has come to an end and um, we're not allowed to sign up anymore, which means we can't sign up and even use the free service, uh, which is kind of annoying. So we'll get to that in a minute, but let's first talk about the free side because that's more of interest to everybody here um, and certainly to our listeners. So, um, Tim, talk us through this. You can get Ira for free now. Uh, you, you have to be subscribed, I believe, or do you? And secondly... Um, you get the five minutes, but can you do like a couple of calls a day or just the one free five minutes? So first of all, you do not have to actually be a current subscriber. You just have to be able to download the Ira app. And once you've downloaded that app and you, uh, you know, tap where it says to make a free five minute phone call, it will contact an agent right away. And you have up to five minutes to use it 
for free. So if you use less than five minutes, you don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can get a quick five minute or less phone call in. So if you need something, you know, read to you or just trying to figure out what, what something is or, or quick directions, whatever it might be, anything you can do in less than five minutes, they will take care of if you do call them with something that may take more than five minutes, then they're of course going to request that you sign up for one of their plans, one of their paid services. You can call more than one time in a day. I actually confirmed this on the Facebook page of Michael Hinkson. He's uh, their director of sales, I believe, and we've spoken to him in the past. And he mentions that, you know, don't abuse it. Of course, they will let you use more uh, than one call a day for the five minutes. If you're calling number of times for the same thing over and over again, then that could be a problem and, and they may be aware of that. If you're calling and about four and a half minutes, you say, all right, well, thanks. And you call back five seconds later and say, all right, so I'm working on this thing and I need more time. They're obviously going to suggest very strongly that you sign up for a plan. So, so yes, it's, it's Stephen. Yes, the, exactly. <laughs> the first man banned from Ira. <laughs> Correct. That would be Stephen. 500 times a day. Yeah. But, um, so, and, and that makes good sense. And they're, they're trying to say, you know, we're going to allow you to do this. And as long as you're not abusing it or, or, you know, clearly trying to, to, uh, game the system, not a problem. You know, they want people to use this in, in those instances where they just need something really quick and easy, uh, described or, or whatever, you know, the situation might be. And I think for that purpose, I think that works really nicely. Mm, well, it does sound good. Um, as I say, my kind of side of it is we, we don't get access to it if you're not signed up in the UK. Now, I am signed up in the UK, <laughs> so I do get access. Um, but interestingly, I, I know, and, and you'd been looking into this, Tim, and I know you'd said that uh, you'd sent me a message saying, well, actually, maybe you can still use it for free. Uh, actually, you can't. You have to sign in and sign up, unfortunately, uh, to something. I'm not sure what that is, um, but it doesn't let you sign up because oh. the trial in the UK has now ended. So, uh, unfortunately, that will not work out there. But I am signed up. And what that means is, and I'm quite pleased about this, because it means I can finally get a shot of how IRA works and get some of that experience. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying it. Um, but I think it is important to look at the alternatives out there because, you know, free five minutes sounds good. And some people might think, for example, well, I'll do five minutes and a call then I'll just quickly call back and, and complete the call and you know maybe only need 10 minutes. Um, and I think the problem there is that you obviously you'll find you'll connect to someone else rather than perhaps the same person. I think you'd be only very lucky to get the same person again. Um, and that might be a problem, you know, when you're trying to explain the whole thing. Yeah, that's um, right. So, yeah, so I was, I was doing this and I, I can only tell you, I've only got a minute left. Oh, right. And then <laughs> cut off. Um, but the point is you can continue the call if you want to um, after the five minutes, uh, uh, you know, if you're on a plan, it'll be it'll become part of your minutes. And I guess there's like a pay as you go type affair with it as well. It does seem quite interesting. Exactly. And if for some reason you lose connection or the phone call itself drops, when you call back, you can actually say, I was just on the line with somebody and I lost my call. And if that person is still available when you've called back, they will transfer you to that person uh, if they can. So, so they are usually uh, pretty good at that. I, I, I'm sensing the scam right there. Um, that's how you get your extra minutes. Oh, I'll get cut off again. I've gone through a tunnel. <laughs> the bus went through a tunnel. Uh, leave it to you. 
Um, no, it does sound quite good. But uh, I wanted to sort of talk briefly about some of the other options out there. Now, there aren't many like Ira, and and I will say Ira, and, and you know this, Tim, because you you use the service. But Ira is is a professional service, right? It's it's a professional service, and its purpose in life is to, you know, essentially exist to give you that information through professional trained agents who understand how to deal and talk to people with sight loss. The information, you know, is a lot easier to get access to. You don't have to sit and explain things. Um, however, there is an app out there called Be My Eyes. And Be My Eyes is the kind of app which does a similar type of thing, but the difference being that the people on the other end are volunteers. Um, God bless them. For some, of, for some of the work they do, right? So we'll, we'll break this down. Essentially, Be My Eyes is in two parts. Uh, you've got... Um, the, the bit where you sort of contact, it uses the rear camera of your phone, so it's never going to pop up and show your face, which is good news for any volunteer who uh, connects with me um, and Sean. Uh, Whoa! But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, essentially, you. Um, you essentially get that rear camera view. So if you wanted to maybe know, hang on a minute, there's something on my screen that's not quite right, there's a message that's popped up and I just can't get access to read it, um, or you want to know, as I've used it for a couple of times, whose mail is whose or whose Amazon parcel is whose. Yeah. Um, handy for that as well. And you just quickly get that information. And that's great. Um, but there's a professional end of it as well. And you can get um, specialist help from companies like Microsoft, which I've got to say is brilliant. I've used it so many times. And the guys are just fantastic be able to, you know, sometimes sort your computer problems out. Sometimes even, you know, being able to take remote control of your computer if, you know, through my, Be My Eyes, they don't get enough information. So, um, yeah, it's a really, really good service um, and it's well worth checking out. But, of course, the key thing, the key difference, I guess, is that with Ira, you're getting the professional service. A lot of your information and data is already there and those guys are trained and they're vetted. So, you know, you might be able to deal with more personal information. Don't know how much, though, Tim. Would you trust them with your bank card details? I mean, is, I don't is that... think I would. And even Ira mm. themselves would say, you know, you can, but we, of course, still suggest that you maybe don't do that. Yeah. But that said, you are going to get a, a person who has been trained for a six-month period of time and has tools given to them to be able to help you with a variety of different things as opposed to the volunteer who's just out of the kindness of their heart help trying to help out in a way they can. But they are brilliant, and let's be honest, Sean, you and I know how wonderful these volunteers can be. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've never had a bad experience on Be My Eyes. Um, but Tim's absolutely right. There is a difference between someone who's sat in an office with tools where they can look up information about where you're going and GPS and things like that to a volunteer who may be you know, in the middle of washing up and just takes your call and can read something out to you. So there is definitely a difference there. But i got to say, they're, they're both really good services. Okay, so I know that, Sean, you've done a feature on Be My Eyes for this week. You're going to explain to us in more detail how Be My Eyes works, which is great. But first, Tim's here to tell us all about how Ira works for real. In 2017, a crack engineering unit was assembled to assist the blind and visually impaired. If you have a problem and no one else can help, call the A-Team. That's right, a team of trained professionals is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to help assist people who are blind and visually impaired. And no, it has nothing to do with Hannibal, Murdoch, Face, or even Mr. T. No, the A-team that I'm referring to is an app for Android and iPhone called Ira. 
Ira, spelled A-I-R-A, is a paid monthly service that will connect you with a trained agent that will provide you visual information on demand. You connect with an agent using the Ira app on your smartphone and then either using the built-in camera of your phone or specialized glasses that have a built-in camera, the agent can see what's in front of you. In addition to the monthly subscription, Ira also offers a free tier for anyone, whether you are a subscriber or not, that allows you to use the Ira service for up to five minutes at a time for shorter tasks. Ira also offers free service through its various partnerships with many airports, AT&T wireless stores, Walgreens pharmacy locations, certain conventions specific to the blind and visually impaired community, and even some restaurants. This basically means that when the app is detected you've entered one of these locations, you can use the Ira service completely free for the duration of your visit there. Let's go ahead and launch the Ira app then so I can show you just how accessible and easy it is to get some help. Sometimes I just need a little help Why do I try to take the world on by myself? I'm asking you please a little help the app itself is pretty self-explanatory, so I'm going to let it do most of the talking itself, but I will chime in here and there just to give a little bit more context about what we're looking at. So without further ado, let's launch Ira. 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 Loading. Announcement. Ira is a free service now. Five-minute calls for short everyday tasks. Upgrade. Button. Cancel. Button. Choose a plan that works for you. Heading level one. Now remember, I am located in the United States, so the prices you'll hear in this list are in U.S. dollars. And you will hear a before and after price. The before is if you were to subscribe using just the camera on your smartphone. The after is if you were to use the glasses with built-in camera supplied by Ira. Those glasses are called Horizon. Connect with agents anytime, anywhere. Intro plan, 30 minutes, $29 per month. Horizon cannot available, button. Standard plan, 120 minutes, $99 per month, $124 per month with Horizon, button. Advanced plan, 300 minutes, $199 per month, $224 per month with Horizon, button. Want to sign up over the phone or change your payment currency? Call customer care at 1-800-835-1934, link. Cancel, button. Call arrow for free, from phone, button. Selected, home, tab, 1 of 5. My glass, tab, 2 of 5. My glass, heading. No glasses available. As an explorer, you'd have the choice to enjoy a hands-free arrow experience with our smart glasses and eligible plans. Learn more about the Horizon Kit at Arrow. IO slash Horizon. Upgrade right arrow. Button. Home. Tab. 1 of 5. Selected. My glass. Tab. 2 of 5. Love, tab. 3 of 5. <laughs> Believe it or not, that button is labeled Live. L-I-V-E. Thanks, voiceover. Love, heading. More info. Button. Search. Search field. No active session. Refresh. Button. Home, tab, 1 of 5, my glass, tab, 2 of, selected, loof, tab, 3 of 5, usage, tab, 4 of 5, usage, heading, no usage available, the usage tab is where explorers can view their usage summary, breakdown, call log, and the minutes used by other people in your plan, as an explorer you can also leave ratings for previous calls and purchase add-on minutes, upgrade right arrow, button, home, tab, 1 of 5, my glass, tab, 2 of 5, loof, tab, 3 of 5, selected, usage, tab, 4 of 5, more, tab, 5 of 5, more, heading, Account, heading, profile, Tim, button, photos, button. When you're connected to an IRA agent, you can actually have them take a photo of whatever it is that's being viewed on your camera phone or through the horizon glasses, and then those photos will show up here. Rideshare, button. 
Here, you can connect either your Uber or Lyft accounts so that your IRA agent can help you when you are requesting either of the rideshare services, and they can help track your vehicle or even let you know when they see it coming. Refer friends button. Upgrade button. Share minutes button. Advanced features heading. Air access button. Selecting IRA access will provide you with more information about IRA's partners and how you can use IRA in certain locations for free, like I talked about earlier in this review. Messages off button. Siri enabled button. Support heading. Help center button. Explore guide button. About verify point ten point one button. Contact us. Log out. Home tab one of five. And there you have it, IRA and the IRA app, connecting you to a professional agent on the A-Team to provide you with visual information on demand whenever and wherever you need it. Uh, I just love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Clever. Okay, so that's IRA. Thank you for that, Tim. Um, Gives us a good indication of how all that works. But uh, what about Be My Eyes, the completely free alternative? Sean. I know there's people out there that won't believe this, but the truth is that for the last 30 years, every day, at least once a day, I've encountered a UFO. No, I don't mean that. I mean unidentified food object, whether it be that mystery can in the cupboard or unidentifiable ready meal in the fridge. Finding ways to identify things is important. Of course, we got the old classic ways of feel it, shake it, smell it, and even lick it. Perhaps that's just me. But wouldn't it be great if you could just pull a pair of working eyes out of your pocket to take a look for you? Well, now you can. Let's take a look at Be My Eyes, an app for iOS and Android. Be My Eyes is a free app which allows you by simply tapping on a button to connect to a sighted volunteer. And by using the phone's camera, it allows the volunteer to see exactly what you're pointing the phone at. You can then ask them to describe it or any other question you have. It works really well, really easy. Let's jump right in and try it out. Okay, I've downloaded the app from the Apple App Store. I'm using an iPhone 6S, but as I said earlier, it is available for Android as well. When you first start the app, it will ask you to agree to the terms of service, the usual stuff. Once you've tapped on I agree, you'll be given two more choices. I am blind or visually impaired, or I am a sighted volunteer. Obviously, in my case, I know which one I'm tapping on. I am blind or visually impaired. Button. On the next screen, another two choices. I am new or sign in. If this is your first time using the app, double tap. I am new. Button. The registration is really easy. All you need is your first name, last name, email, and a password. In fact, you can even use your Facebook account to sign up, if you want. Once you've entered all your details, double tap on the sign up button, and that's it. You will receive a confirmation email. So open up that email, double tap on the confirmation link, 
And the final step is just to select the preferred language. Obviously, in my case, English. But there's volunteers from all over the world, so whatever language you need should be covered. And with that, you're done. Okay, we're all signed up. Let's try it out. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Help! I've been into my cupboard and my fridge and pulled out two mystery items. So let's open. Be my eyes. Now it's a really simple app to navigate. There's only really two buttons you need to know about. Call first available volunteer button, which I don't think needs explaining. And secondly, specialized help button. Specialized help allows you to talk directly to the Be My Eyes technical support team if you're having any problems. But also here you'll find a list of companies that are in partnership with Be My Eyes. And through the app, you can connect directly to that company's customer support. Now, the list of companies you'll find here does vary depending on where in the world you are. But you'll find companies like Microsoft, Google, and various banks. It's a great idea because, let's say you're having a problem with your computer, you could use this app to contact Microsoft, and then they can actually see using the camera on your phone what the problem is or what's on the screen. Anyway, to start the call, let's double tap on Connect to First Available Volunteer. Call first available using rear camera. Please wait. Finding the first available volunteer. We are still trying to find the first available volunteer. Connected. Hello. Hello. My name's Sean. Do you mind if I ask your name? Um, it's Kim. Hi, Kim. Now I'm recording a demo of this Be My Eyes app, and your voice may end up on the radio or on podcasts. Are you happy to continue? Absolutely. Ah, you're a star. Thank you so much. So I'm trying to find out what these two mystery items are. So just for the sake of everyone listening, I'm going to hold each item behind the phone because Be My Eyes uses the rear camera, and the live video of that is displayed on the iPhone screen in front of me. And can you see that, Kim? Um. Yeah. Stop. So it is a steak pie. <laughs> of course it is. Okay, and uh, I don't suppose you can see a use-by date on there, can you? Um, move it ever so slightly to your left. Okay. Oh, sorry, the other way. <laughs> Bring it slightly to a twenty-fifth of July. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Second item. Can you see this one? Okay, that's a jar of Dolmio pasta sauce. Ah, right. Okay, and let's push it a little bit. I don't suppose you can see any serving or cooking instructions on it, can you? Oh my goodness! Uh, keep turning it. Keep turning it. Keep turning it. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it says simply cook your choice of pasta. Pour over this dolmio sauce, stir through, and sprinkle with cheese. Bake at two hundred degrees centigrade. Gas mark five for twenty minutes. We recommend a hundred grams of dry pasta per person. Amazing, Kim. Thank you so much. That's my dinner sorted. You're very welcome. Thank you. And a swipe to the right, you'll find an end call button. Double tap, and you're done. Now, come on, that is so cool. It's a free app. Kim was amazing, and all the volunteers I've spoken to so far have been just as helpful. Currently, there's 1.5 million volunteers to 88,000 blind and visually impaired users on the app. So the chances are you're going to get connected to a volunteer pretty quick. And of course, it doesn't just have to be about food. You can ask anything. 
It goes without saying you do need to be careful with what information you share with strangers, reading letters, personal information, bank details, things like that. Just be sensible. But this app is amazing. It's a great service. Well done, be my eyes. This needs to be on everyone's device. Okay, well, thank you for that, Sean. Thank you, Tim. Good to know all about Ira and Be My Eyes, of course. That gives you some indication and information extra about those platforms and which one might be right for you. Stick around, we've got Tim's Bits coming up and a review of an app that's getting Sean all excited this week. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. Welcome back, it is Double Tap Canada. Stephen here along with Tim and Sean. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Okay, let's get to Tim's Bits this week. Stop laughing, Sean. Um, Because... (laughs) This week, we're going to talk about browser tabs. Stay with me. Um, we're going to tell you everything. Well, I say we. I mean, <coughs> Tim, Tim is going to thank, tell you, you everything you need to know about browser tabs. Using tabs within your internet browser can be a very helpful way of navigating the internet, especially when you're multitasking and want to visit multiple websites at the same time. But things can get a bit chaotic the more tabs that you open, unless you happen to know a few handy keyboard shortcuts to keep things organized. But before we can start worrying about all these open browser tabs, we probably should talk about how to open one. Simply just hold Control plus T on your keyboard, and that will open up an additional tab in your browser window. Repeat this process, and you can open up as many tabs as you like to navigate to as many different websites as you like. There are a couple of different ways that you can navigate through these open tabs. One way is to use Control plus the Tab key to cycle through the tabs going forward. If you want to go backward through those tabs, you can use Control plus Shift plus Tab. If you have a lot of different tabs open and you know the order or placement of the tabs as you open them, you can also use Control and the numbers on the number row or on the numpad, 1 through 9, to cycle through each of the different open tabs. Keep in mind that using Control plus the number 9 will take you to the very last open tab, even if it's beyond the ninth tab you have open. Closing a browser tab is just as easy as it was to open them. To close a tab, simply navigate to the tab that you want to close and press Control plus F4 to close that particular tab. If you happen to close a tab by accident, don't worry, you can recover the tab by pressing Control plus Shift plus T, Command plus Shift plus T on the Mac, and this will reopen the last tab that you had closed. And there you go, just a few helpful hints to keep your multi-tab browsing experience a little bit more organized. Thanks, Tim. Now, uh, more Tim's bits to come next week. Uh, Now, let's talk about apps, uh, because I believe, Sean, you've been looking into an app for us this week. Uh, Because, as you well know, Tim, uh, Sean is now a convert to Android. (sighs) I I, I guess. Um, But he's been left wanting, I believe. Regular listeners will know that recently I made the jump to Android. I left behind my much-loved iPhone 6S and jumped to a Pixel 3. And you know what? I've got no regrets. Android is fine. Talkback, the Android screen reader, is great. Most of the apps are perfectly usable. And the phone itself is lovely. So, no regrets at all. I don't care about the iPhone. Pah, I can leave it behind. I mean, there's nothing nothing at all about it that I miss. It's, it's, it's fine. Everything's fine over here. It's great. 
Don't you do it, Sean. Don't you cry. Okay, I admit, I miss seeing AI. The Microsoft app for the iPhone was amazing, is amazing. It could do so much, and I miss it. I miss it every single day. I mean, why isn't it on Android? It could read my post. It could do short text scanning. It could tell me what color things were. It is amazing. And I miss it. I miss it. (laughs) Pull it together. Anyway, someone has recommended an alternative to seeing AI for Android. I've downloaded it, installed it. So let's take a look at Speak. Okay, okay, I know there's not just one alternative to seeing AI on Android. We have Envision, of course, which is another contender. But Speak was recommended to me, and it's free! Ah, makes me feel warm inside. Now, this isn't going to be a step-by-step user guide or an in-depth review. The purpose of looking at this app is just to find out, is it a real alternative to seeing AI? which is, at least in my opinion, one of the most useful apps out there for the visually impaired. It's easy to use and it works really well. So let's see what this app, Speak, and it's by High Mountain, can do. Let's open it up. Speak. More options button. Okay, so using my admittedly terrible eyes, it looks like a really simple layout. There's three grey blobs running along the bottom of the screen, which I assume are buttons. And the majority of the screen is the live view from the rear camera. As you heard when the app started up, the focus jumped to more options, a button that looks like it's in the top left of the screen. But let's leave that for now and just swipe through and see what else is here. Read text button. Read text button. Okay, standard stuff. Let's keep going. Scan button. Ooh, scan. Interesting. Google button. Google. No idea what that does. Okay, let's swipe again. And that's it. If I swipe again, we're back to the top, which is the... More options button. Easy. Okay. So let's try out read text. So to test this, I've grabbed my daughter's university notes off her desk. Shh, it's a secret. And I can see that it's printed text. It's not handwritten. So this should be perfect to test this feature out. I've laid them flat on the worktop in front of me and I'm holding the phone about six or ten inches above them. So let's double tap on the read text button. Read text button. Double tap. Ooh, okay, so it sounds like it's taken a picture. Let's wait a little bit. Six. In the layer properties window, you shall see that the cure and selling is to drear A. In order to produce a map of 9NE of EALA, you need to select either categories or quantities. What? The Calgary's 9P and SESL do data rep stop button. Okay, okay, okay. So I just swiped to the right there and there was a stop button. Though I haven't double tapped it. As soon as I swiped to the right, it did stop anyway. So that didn't seem that great. I mean, it's hard to tell because it's all techno university babble anyway. I have no idea what it's on about. But there were some obvious mistakes in there. But it did process the text pretty quickly. I say it was okay. Not great, just okay. Let's continue swiping through to see what else is on the screen. Play button. Pause button. Rewind button. Forward button. Translate button. 
So those are your speech playback buttons. Obviously, it uses its own text-to-speech engine to read the recognised text. Ken FB Reader does the same thing. Also, there's a translate button, which is always useful, I guess. And that's pretty much it. If I swipe to the right again, it will take me to a text box containing the recognised text. And obviously, from there, I could copy it to the clipboard or edit it or whatever. So the screen layout, the interface layout, is really simple and easy to navigate and does pretty much everything you'd want it to do. So let's go back and test out the scan button. Read text button. Scan button. Double tap. Pop-up window. Text in list four items. Ah, okay, so a pop-up window comes up and the first item we gain focus on is text. Let's swipe through and see what else is here. Barcode. Object. Colour. Barcode, object and colour. We will test all of these out, but let's start with text. Text. I've grabbed a mystery can out of my cupboard and I'm holding it behind the phone in front of the rear camera. So let's see if the app can read the label. Let's double tap. Scanning text. Scan text edit box. Double tap to enter text. Double tap and hold to long press. Ooh, um, okay. Well, I'm just going to move the can around backwards and forwards in front of the camera. Let's see if anything happens. You. You. Okay, anything else? I'm moving it around. Nothing. Okay, let's have a swipe through and see what's happened. Capital U, edit box. Flashlight button. Auto restart off, switch. Restart button. Ah, okay, so as you heard, there was a flashlight button and it's always a good idea to turn that on to give as much light as you can onto whatever you're scanning. It turns on the LED flash at the back of your phone. But also there was a auto restart button which was set to off. I'm guessing what that does is that as soon as it finds any text in whatever you're pointing the camera at, it stops scanning. It finishes. If I switch this to on, it should continuously scan and read out whatever text it finds. So let's flick through and set that to on. Okay, I've changed that setting. Auto restart is now on. I've gone back into the scan text function. So let's try looking at this mystery can again. Fine too. Ooh, hang on. A-E-I-N-Z and at well tomato, spinach and lentil soup are C-I-A-L preservatives are colours. Hey, it's a horrible soup. So, okay, so that's real-time text recognition. And as you could tell, it wasn't amazing, but you could tell what it actually was. You could pick out the important words there. It basically identified this product for me. And you know, that's what this sort of feature is really for, reading a label or reading something on a screen. It's a useful feature, and I think that was actually pretty good. Let's just try it again with a bottle of juice I've got here. Morrison's since 1899, pineapple juice never from concentrate. Ah, oh, there you go. That was pretty quick and pretty accurate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that feature. Let's check out barcode scanning. So I've still got the horrible soup. So let's see if we can get the barcode from it. Scan button. Pop up barcode. Double tap to activate. Scanning barcode. Scan barcode. Edit box. Double tap to enter text. Double tap and hold to long press. So just like before, I'm holding the can behind the phone and I'm just turning it slowly in my hand to see if it will find the barcode. Google. Wow, that was pretty quick. So as soon as it saw the barcode on the can, it took a picture and basically it's done a Google search with it. So let's just flick through. 5,157,141,187 Google search web view. Heinz eat well tomato spinach and lentil soup 400G. 
Share. Heinz Eat Well Tomato Spinach and Lentil Soup 400G. Graphic. Sponsored. Why this ad button? Why this? Shop now. Heading 3. £2.39. pence. Yeah, okay, so what it's done there is taken the barcode number that it found on the can and did a Google search with it. So I'm still inside the Speak app, but the screen I'm on now is just basically, it's a Google web search results page, which is fine. It did give me some extra information, the weight of the can and how much it was, but it is hard work to swipe through all that. I'd much rather just get the relevant information back in an easy-to-read form. But it did find the barcode on the can really easily, so I'll give it something for that, but I'm not a fan of just displaying the results like that. Next up, object recognition. Scan button. Pop-up barcode. Object. Double tap. Scanning object. Scan object. Edit box. Double tap to enter text. Double tap and hold to long press. So this time I'm just going to point the phone or the camera at the back of the phone at things in the studio here. So let's try the mixing desk in front of me. Musical instrument. Uh, not quite, but I'll give that a pass. The monitor in front of me. Nope. There's a backpack on the floor. Nope. Okay, let me put my hand in front of the camera. Hand. That's right. Let's try my face. If I turn the camera around so it's pointing at me. Hair, beard, cool, selfie, glasses, fun, moustache, lampshade. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I mean, it did say I was cool, but also said I was a lampshade. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. But, yeah, that's... Weird. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, so that object recognition was not really that impressive, but I've got to say, I've never seen impressive object recognition on any app anyway. I'm not entirely sure of what you would use this for. But hey, remember, it did say I was cool, so I like this feature. Next up, colour recognition. So just like the object recognition, I'm just going to point the camera at various surfaces to see what it says. Let's try my jeans. Grey. Hmm, probably, maybe, I don't know. Let's try this black bookshelf. Dark slate grey. Nope. Let's try this white cupboard. Silver. <laughs> nope. I've got a can of cola here on the worktop. Let's take a look at that. Red. Hey, correct. And let's look at my face again. Indian red. Oof, wow, uh... I don't know whether to call an ambulance or be offended. Um, well, that was colour recognition. Uh, terrible, let's be honest. And you know what? I think I'm going to leave it there because I am so depressed. <laughs> so there you have it. That's the main features of the Speak app. And just so you know, the Google button actually just takes a picture and then passes it on to the Google Lens app. Well, at least it did in my case which, to be honest, was absolutely no help at all. I can't see a use for that feature. And finally, the More Options button mainly just allows you to make changes to the text-to-speech engine that the app uses to read out the recognised text. And also, it allows you to leave feedback to the developer. So, have I finally found an alternative to my old love seeing AI? No, I don't think so, sadly. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the real-time scanning feature can be useful. And the document scanning wasn't too bad, but it just doesn't feel as intuitive to use as Seeing AI did on the iPhone. It just lacks that extra little bit of polish and it all feels just a little bit clunky. 
And sometimes that's just enough to put you off from using the app. So, there you go. Speak for Android. It's okay. But not great. I guess I'm going to have to keep looking for that real alternative to seeing AI. Oh, and a plastic surgeon to sort out my red lampshade-shaped head. Thanks, Speak. Oh, well, thank you for that, Sean. It's nice to know that there are apps out there that help you along whilst you've got your little Android phone there to play with. Unbelievable. Look, it's... it's sorry, it's, sorry, sorry. I should say Mr. Lampshade Head. Yeah. That's your new nickname, by the way, Mr. Lampshade. <laughs> Look, I'm saying that was a glitch, okay? Wait, apart from that little glitch, how many things were in the frame of that picture? Or how many things were on your head? My goodness. Nothing. It was just my gorgeous face. I don't know what happened there. Mm. It was confused, that's what it was. <laughs> well, look, it comes down to that it's a free app, uh, why not try it out? It does work okay, um, and maybe I'm being unfair by comparing it to seeing AI. Give it a go. There you go. Brilliant, Brilliant. that is it. That's the standard we're setting here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was decent enough to do something, but not really that great. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, no, you're right. I mean, look, I, I've got to say, I mean, I know we're going to get into the emails in a minute and, and probably pick up on some of this, but your image recognition is still in its infancy, isn't it? So it's not perfect. I mean, I always remember the time, I think I said this to you guys, when I started using AI Poly, which I think is still oh, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similar kind of app. It's, it's still very basic in comparison to seeing AI and came out before it. And um, the first time I used it, I pointed at my wife and it said, Labrador. <laughs> I've got to tell you, that did not go down well, right? It did not go down well. My wife was not impressed. Blame the this. AI. It's nothing to do with mm-hmm. me, love. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about it. I just thought we'd try it. Um, and I'm not sleeping outside again. Um so let's get into the emails then, because I know lots of people have been getting in touch on email, leaving voice messages. So, Sean, what have you got? So we have old friend of the show. It's Greg. Greetings. Regarding the Domino's pizza case, Domino's is trying to establish that the legal requirements that websites and apps are subject to the access requirements of the ADA, if successful, it will have profound negative consequences to the disabled community worldwide. Its argument is twofold. First, the ADA was passed before internet web services and smartphone apps existed. And secondly, the fact that the present U.S. administration has failed to implement the web accessibility standards developed by President Obama's administration. The current makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court makes the potential for a positive outcome uncertain. This is far more important to us in wide-ranging than ordering a pizza. We need allies. I am attempting to get my faith community behind a widespread boycott in hopes we can get Domino's to withdraw its legal challenge to the lower court's ruling. Regarding Samsung's 3D capabilities it has some wonderful accessibility potential. One thing our lab is working on that I can discuss in detail is using 3D technology and AI to recognize and read sign language. Hopefully with enough accuracy so when combined with a braille display may be of some use for deafblind communication. Beyonce of course has been sued for an inaccessible website, do you really want a 3D image? And regarding JAWS Photo Smart, I think, why do you disparage the good because it is not perfect? Image recognition is not easy, but this feature tells you what it is highly certain of, and then gives you other info in decreasing order of certainty. Extremely useful and well implemented. Of course, it's not as good as even the poorest eyesight, but it's an excellent tool for those who need it. Well, thank you for that, Greg. Um, first off, yes, I do want a 3D image of Beyonce, thank you. Um, but that's just for me. Yes, despite the fact that she was sued for an inaccessible website, yeah, I still wouldn't mind a 3D, 3D image. <laughs> Sean's very quiet on this one. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining again. He's printing one. Um, but, 
Yeah, I do think uh, it's. A, I, I'll take your point regarding the Domino's thing, Greg. I think you're right. I mean, it is more important than eating pizza, although only marginally in my case. No, um, no, no, no. Look, but, last week we were obviously joking when we said about not being able we were, to order yeah. a pizza. Yeah. Of course it's serious and it could have far-reaching implications for us as visually impaired people and accessibility on a whole. But I think that the week that Stephen wasn't here, the week before last, when Tim and I were talking about it, I think we did go into those implications and the possibilities that a court case like this could have. So please don't feel like we're not taking this seriously because we, we do know what this could mean. Um, and with that, Greg, I want to say thanks for giving those reasons that Domino have. I, I don't agree with those reasons, but it's good to know what they are. Greg makes two really good points about Domino's point of view. I don't disagree that Domino's is going in uh, under the idea that, hey, you know, the ADA didn't cover web accessibility at the time. And no, the, the new regulations or laws had not been implemented yet to make it very crystal clear that they should be included. However, there have been other court decisions that have supported us in in uh, in terms of accessibility online. And so my hope is no matter what happens with Domino's case at the Supreme Court level, either they'll come back and say, well, too bad, it should be accessible because it's an extension of your business, or it can get thrown back to the United States Congress and they can get those provisions put in Either way, that's my hope that in the end, no matter what happens, we will get the accessibility on the record, uh, in the law, and that will have its far-reaching effect around the world. Otherwise, as we've all said these last couple of weeks, if this goes <laughs> badly, this could really be horrible around the world and you know, internationally when it comes to web accessibility. Yeah, and that's the fear that companies can start to push back on it. I mean, ultimately, yep. we as a community, we, we don't really have a very loud voice here. And I, I think that, um, you know, organizations, I know in the States, for example, the National Federation of the Blind, quite litigious organization, and uh, often for the right reasons, I think, um, and backed by members as well, which is the key thing, which kind of tells you all you need to know, uh, you know, it is doing its bit to try and get these companies to yeah. change their minds. The problem with this, of course, is because it's gone to this, it's gone as high as the Supreme Court. Um, that tells you about the seriousness that the courts themselves below the, the Supreme Court are taking, or how they're taking this. They're not really thinking this. They're not thinking this is that important because they've let it get to this stage. But it should be knocked out of court, though. This should be knocked out. And this is ridiculous. You would think it, it would be, but they just keep appealing it and appealing it all the way up to, to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court hasn't even technically accepted this case yet. We won't know probably for a few more weeks if they're even going to see it. They could just come back and say, you know what? The lower court ruled on this. You have to make it accessible. So we're not going to hear it. We we already have enough information. We don't need to hear this case. I'm hoping that's what happens, but they may take it up and, and may actually have to make real law out of this. Either way, I know that I'm going to be calling Domino's Pizza here locally and asking them to read to me their entire menu, all the ingredients, every single item, take up as much time of theirs as I can, because that's the best way I can think to get them to realize, let me do it myself. Can, can I come round to your house and listen, just because I want to hear that? Sure. Well, look, I'll be honest, guys. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for a bit of action um, on this. And I think, you know, Greg and his faith group doing that, that makes a lot of sense if that's what they want to sure. do. Um, and, you know, ultimately, we've got to do something. I mean, we can all sit back and not do anything. But, you know, doing something 
you know, eventually gets, well, hopefully it would get heard. Um, just want to pick up on the other point about uh, the, the Samsung 3D capabilities. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't really been following the Note 10 too closely, but um, th- it is interesting, this new technology, because we are getting to a time, and I've been reading a lot of articles about this, not just with Samsung, but with other uh, or, uh, companies that are bringing out smartphones where they're trying to build in a physical or almost kind of like haptic um, feedback that gives you the sense that you're touching something, so outlines of things or whatever. Now, of course, the potential for us is Braille. Braille on a, on a glass screen that sort of just pops up and is, uh, appears. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you just imagine that? <laughs> yes, um, the, but that's the trouble. We have been imagining it for years, and uh, this technology does keep being promised. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but, yeah, it would be nice. Oh, well, you know, you try, well, Tim, you try. Think, I don't think haptic no. feedback can be that that specific, that that targeted to to represent Braille. I don't think that can happen. Um, I could be wrong. I usually am. But yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, however, I did see an article this week about sign language and how technology is now getting to the level where it can identify sign language. That is that blows my mind because I'll be honest. You know, I have uh, no deaf friends at all. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, and part of that is because I find it almost impossible to communicate with a completely deaf person who uses sign language. Because the, yeah. how would I be able to communicate with them? And you know, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't talk about when you think about it. Um, you know, I've been to groups where, and I remember years ago, I used to go to deaf discos. I, I was never a big fan of discos, so I, I loved deaf discos because I didn't have to <laughs> listen to the music. Um, but, you know, deaf discos were great. I mean, the only thing you got was a lot of bass, and I quite like that. Um, so, you know, it was great fun. And I used to go, but I had I couldn't communicate with anyone. So I'd spend my nights sitting there, and, you know, someone would come over and sit down and talk to me. And maybe, like, you know, as a kid, it was like a, a girl would come and sit beside me. I'd be like, oh, hello. And then I'd try and talk, and I was like, this isn't working. And we'd just give up. It was like, this isn't working for us, because um, I can't. Just like every other disco you've been and to. And every other date. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> no, it's a fantastic thing. And this has come along since the, as as Greg said, the uh, 3D modelling on the note, but also the depth-sensing cameras mm. and sensors that are coming along with augmented reality in all the phones and the CPU power. So this is a fantastic use for that technology. And hopefully PhotoSmart on JAWS gets better. I, I, I am disparaging it because it's not perfect. Um, simple as that. Um, I know it's not a simple feature. I know it's not easy, um, but at the same token, it's not great yet. And you know, come on, guys, got to figure this out. I mean, it's 2019 for goodness' sake. Um, that is it for our show this week. Thank you so much, guys. We're out of time. <sighs> it goes so quick every oh my week. Gosh. I know, crazy. Uh, Tim, what's the phone number for people to get in touch? Yes, please call us at one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. Sean, what's the email address? That's feedback at ami.ca. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Don't forget, there's Double Tap TV as well. You can check it out on the website, ami.ca, Wednesdays at 8.30 here on uh, AMI. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Well, thank you. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, 
and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.